Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the Elite Fantasy Podcast series on a Wednesday, August 26th. I am your guy, Little Italy, back to bring you another great episode. But first, let's take a look at some of the headlines that hit the news today. Bears camp news. Running back David Montgomery gave everybody a scare. And we're not quite out of the woods with this one yet as... He was taking a handoff and from Mitchell Trubisky and normal handoff drills, no contact. He slipped and went down, appeared to tweak his knee. It looked serious. He got up, looked like he was in obvious pain. There's been reports that he was carted off the field. That since has been um, corrected. Coach Nagy says he walked off. Though in pain, under his own power, he, he appears to have not suffered a knee injury, but a groin some kind of groin injury so this is going to be one to monitor another running back news patriots backfield great sony michelle finally returned to practice today and this is coming off the hills of some damian harris hype that's been ramping up over the past week or so how he's looked good how he has fresh legs how he has soft hands how he's looking like he could have some meaning a meaningful role this year in that backfield so Sony is now looking like he's going to be a, a go for week one as well, as long as he doesn't suffer a setback there. But for the show today, we wrapped up the team previews last week, so I want to shift gears a bit since we're entering a the biggest draft weekend of the year this Saturday, Sunday. It all kicks off here. So we got a lot of fantasy drafts so I kind of wanted to touch on one I had one a few weeks back and that was one I alluded to in previous episodes um, the Ryder Bowl which is a super flex but it's not only a super flex it's challenging because it's a dynasty league as well so there's that added wrinkle so I want to start off by giving you my tips and the rules I look for in a super flex league so I think we'll start there before we dive in to see how I navigated through this monster of a draft. Before I get started, I just wanted to give a shout out to our guys across the pond that put this thing on. UKFantasySports.com. You can follow them at Ryder Bowl. That's at R-Y-D-E-R-B-O-W-L. These guys put on a great league, and it's a great concept because it's it's a pitting Team USA versus Team UK. So it, it, it's a cool concept. It's massive. There's multiple divisions. Like I said, it's a super flex dynasty league. It's massive. Like each division is a 12 man, 12 person league. Um, this draft itself was a 24 rounder. You're, you got an active roster of 21, and you got you get to keep a taxi squad with first-year players, up to three of them. So it, 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 it was a monster, and there was a lot of wrinkles because it was a slow draft, which I hate. You all know how I hate slow drafts. I just think they're a pain in the ass, and they waste so much time. But they did it in this one because... This was to allow trades because you were allowed to trade your picks as you're going through it, and we've seen some we've seen some trades in this thing, more teams trading than than others. But for instance, we had the first overall pick trade trade away. He actually traded to the 
to the guy picking second. So he had the first two picks. So one team had the first two picks, which was huge. And it was kind of a shocker because I figured when that happened, we were going to see a running back quarterback. So I thought uh, McCaffrey or a, a McCaffrey and a uh, Mahomes going. But he went McCaffrey and Barkley there. So it was pretty interesting. So it was like this added wrinkles that were thrown into it. Um, now, strategy-wise... Typically going into a super flex league, there's one rule you got to make sure, or not rule, but mistake, you don't fall into. Because a lot of people feel the need to go quarterback in the first round. Now, this being the Dynasty League, I, I don't fault people. I don't fault the people taking quarterbacks in the first round. Not at all. Especially uh, Jackson or a Mahomes. Um... But in a normal super flex league, people just feel the need. They got to get that quarterback right off the bat. Oh, it's a super flex league. We got we to gotta land that quarterback. No, that, that's not the case. So, you know, typically you'll see four or five quarterbacks fly off the board in the first round. And this is great because if you wait and fade them and just wait until that initial run goes through, like there's a lot of value coming your way. A lot of value falls down the draft. And I seen that in this particular league because I was sitting in the ninth spot out of 12 so there's a lot of different strategies going through through the head but if you know me and if you read our content over at EliteFantasy.com especially the content I just dropped over the last few days in the series I'm writing right now in the draft a b series where I cover all the rules I like to follow and I kind of implemented them all here looking back so it's just innate in my it just comes first nature to me like it, it it's just automatic like i'm in pilot mode but so if typically i'm waiting at quarterback like i said so when when do i look to go after quarterback well in a normal super flex league we're looking at waiting till the 10th quarterback comes off the board so once that 10th quarterback comes off the board that's when you pounce so ideally and a lot of times more times than not, that seems to be in the fourth round. So, in the fourth round comes rolling around after you got your two running backs or your receiver or whatever you so choose to do. If you wait until that fourth round or till that tenth quarterback comes off the board, you take them. And you still got a solid starting quarterback. So when do you come back around to take your second quarterback? The round right after. So typically, ideally, rounds four and five are the sweet spots to get your quarterback. So, you get your two quarterbacks in rounds four or five, so when would you look to get a third quarterback? Do you need a third quarterback? You don't have to have a third quarterback. Two quarterback leagues, obviously, you're going to want to, especially in 12-teamers. So, 10, not so much, because everyone's pretty much guaranteed a quarterback in 10-team leagues. But in a 12-teamer, there's not enough quarterbacks to go around worthwhile. So in that instance, I think you wait around. Don't sleep on the position. When the 24th or so, 22nd to 24th quarterback comes off the board, that's when you think about going. But when you select this quarterback, you want to go upside. So perfect example of this upside. You want to target the rookies because a lot of the rookies, especially in redraft, two quarterback leagues, super flex leagues, they, they look at these rookies and they're, and they're fading them because they're not 
looking to be used right out the gate. So people people forget. So Justin Herbert and Atua, Tua become very intriguing at that point in the draft. So hell yeah, I'll take a shot on Herbert or Tua late in that, you know, after the 22nd or so quarterback comes off the board because you don't need them. You don't need them right off the bat. When you want to use them is when they're being used, when they're in that, when that offense with some starts under their belt. So that's my strategy. Now in this Ryder Bowl draft, the quarterback, you'll see when I took him, but I'm going to, spoiler alert, I didn't take my third quarterback until my very last pick. And you'll see why once we get there. So, let's see what, like I said, I started, I was in the ninth spot, 100-yard dash didn't go in my favor, that's fine. Um, sorry, got mouth was a little dry, needed some reds there. But anyways, so, like I said, super flex, I knew I was most likely going running back in the first round. I knew that value would be pushed down the board, because I knew... Mahomes and Jackson were going to go before. Possibly one or two other quarterbacks. And, like I said, the draft open has started with CMC and Barkley going 1-2. Then we've seen Mahomes and our girl Bonnie at Fantasy Queen Bee. Give her a follow. Her and her uh, new gig over at For Fantasy Sake. She's got some nice articles up. Go over there and check her out. That's our girl Bonnie from fellow ACI alumni member. She's, she's very good. She put up a couple nice articles. So go give them a read. That's for fantasy's sake. And you can follow her at fantasy queen B. Give her a follow. Give her a like. But anyways, she was one of the ones that took a quarterback. She took Lamar Jackson at number four. Brilliant move on her part. Lock up that young, good quarterback right off the bat. Like I said, it's dynasty. So that's a smart move on her part. So after that, we've seen two more running backs go off, Elvin Kamara Zeke Elliott. Then we see our third quarterback go at seven. Kyler Murray went. Typical, yep, dynasty quarterback. He's third in our ranking, so smart move. Then we've seen Miles Sanders go, which kind of stung because that's who I was looking at at that point. So when it got to me at nine, I had a choice to make, and it was between three players, Joe Mixon, Michael Thomas, or the rookie, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, this is right after the uh, Damian Williams opt-out. Had it not been, I wouldn't have considered him there at all. Not at all. It would have been between Mixon and Thomas at that point. So, this being the Dynasty League, I wanted youth, and I wanted high upside in a potent offense. So, the obvious choice here, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So that's who I take with my first pick. So I come back around, and it comes back, and then now I'm sitting there in my, with my second pick and have another choice to make. I had Devontae Adams sitting there, young stud. He's a solid wide receiver one, number two ranked in our books. Or I could go running back again. And I like the depth at running back, so or the depth at wide receiver. It's so vast and so deep. So I end up going, running back again, selecting another young lead back, Josh Jacobs. I like his upside. 
I think he's got a lot of years left in him. And that offense, he's going to be potent. So to start with two young running backs like that, I was very, very pleased. So then we work our way back around. Round three. Do I go running back? Do I go quarterback here? I could go Dak Prescott at that point. I could nab a Melvin Gordon at that time. But I thought, you know, let's let's lock up a young ascending wide receiver one. So I go Kenny Galladay, which went before Julio Jones. Now, if this wasn't Dynasty, does that happen? Absolutely not. But since it's Dynasty, it happened, and I liked it. I wasn't even tempted to look at any other receiver other than Kenny Galladay right there. So I lock him up with my third round pick. So then we come back around to the fourth pick. And at that point, there's been some quarterbacks coming. Not as many as I thought would come off the board at that point in time. But I foreseen a big quarterback run coming. Just knowing from being in other super flex leagues, this is what was going to happen. So I was proactive. I was right on schedule there. Fourth round, that's where I typically want to be. So I go and I take Josh Allen. Young quarterback. Good running quarterback. So that's good. That's always an upside. So I do it. So we come back around in the fifth. And I could go, okay, do I follow my script? Do I go with it? Lock up my super flex at that point? Between this point, it's between Jerry Judy and Baker Mayfield. That's the two players I'm looking at at that point in the draft. So who do I go? I gamble. Looking at how the board's going, I'm looking at the teams on the other side of me. I look, I'm like, okay, I like the odds of Baker Mayfield being there better come back in the sixth than a Jerry Judy would. So I lock up Jerry Judy as my wide receiver too. Elite talent, I love it. I think his upside, he's going to be a future elite player for years to come. So I select Judy, cross my fingers, and hope that quarterback makes its way back around. Lo and behold, my gamble paid off. There's Baker Mayfield sitting there, primed for his freaking 2020 bounce back from a disastrous 2019. So, you damn right. I pull the trigger and I take Baker Mayfield in the six. So rounds 11, 7 through 11, I draft five very high upside young promising players. Because as you know, that's what I like to do. You're drafting for upside at this point in the draft. So who do we get? I lock up my third running back in the seventh in Zach Moss. Young rookie, figures to get all that short yardage goal line work. His touchdown upside is through the roof. And Devin Singletary isn't a, you know, he missed time last year with some injuries. I, if he misses at any time, Moss in that offense, oh boy, we're talking top 15 back right there. But even so, in this type of environment where we have so many flexes, because I didn't mention that, other than the super flex, we got to start three flex positions as well. No kicker, no defense in this league. So you got three flex spots to fill every week. Not counting the super flex. So technically four, I guess. So he, I like him in this deep of a league. In the eighth, I was shocked to see him still sitting there. Deontay Johnson. Oh boy, I really like this kid. And I like his upside. And he was sitting there, so you're damn right I pulled the trigger. Coming back in the ninth, I got my guy Tariq Cohen. Love him in the passing game. Now with this Montgomery injury, could he see more work? He, he could, so... But as a passer, he's, he's that James White. He's that solid PPR back, which this league is. So 
in the ninth round to get that kind of running back talent, oh, all day, I'm taking Tariq Cohen. Then we come back around, and I figure, you know, in the 10th, might as well lock up that tight end. Because one, one thing I must say, the tight ends weren't flying off the board. There's a couple teams. One team took both. Actually, did they take all three? They might have taken all three. Kittle, Kittle, Kelsey, and Ertz, I think one team ended up with. I know they ended up with Kittle and Kelsey for sure on the same team. So other than that, they, they, they fell pretty far. So my guy was sitting there. Hayden Hurst in the 10th, you're damn right I took him. Come back around. Who's the young ascending player I target? Las Vegas Raider. No, not Henry Ruggs. Edwards, man. Edwards was sitting there. Oh, that was such a great pick. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with that Edwards pick. So we come back around in the 12th, I figure. Tight end. Do I, am I looking at tight end at this point in the draft? I mean, it was between Iuk. I could have went and got my third quarterback, which I wasn't feeling it at that point in the draft. I mean, quarterbacks were starting to fly, so it was like Haskins and Bryce Love territory there. Or not Bryce Love, Jordan Love. That territory. So I'm like, at this point, nah. I'm not even looking at quarterback yet. I got my two super flexes. I'm good. So who do I go? I lock up my second tight end. Who is it? Tyler Higby in the 12th round. Yeah, I was shocked too. But that's, that's who I locked down. And it was funny because I sniped the guy right in front of me because he's like, oh, it was the first time I was sniped. So it was good. I'm glad I went with my gut on that one. So coming back around in the 13th, who do we find? Anthony Miller. Oh, man. I'm really excited about this pick here. He's young, he's entering year three, and he is primed for that freaking year three breakout. I just, I got a good feeling about him. So, at round 13, great value. Round 14, I go back to the running back position, and I scarf up Rayquel Armstead, who I like to take over this backfield very, very soon. Team ain't high on Leonard Fournette. They could ship him down the road, especially with all the the COVID uh, stuff going on. A team could overpay for him, and the Jags might get a King's Ransom for him. You never know. So I like Armstead. Even as a handcuff, he's nice to have, especially in Dynasty. So that was a no-brainer. Then round 15 comes through, and who's there? Rashad Perryman. Oh, in the 15th, he's still sitting there? That's crazy good value. So I jumped all over that. Then I come back and I, I see another juicy tight end sitting there, especially for Dynasty. Green Bay Packer, Jay Sternberger. I like his future. That's Guru's guy. You know, John Hansen, man, he, he, he loves this kid. So it's like, all right, let's channel the inner Guru here. And let's do it. Let's, let's lock him up. Because, I mean, at that point in the draft... It was him, it was Van Jefferson, or it was Antonio Gandy-Golden at that point. So it was like, eh, give me that third tight end. Let's lock that up. And then I can not think of that position. Uh, again, so round 17, we're working our way through, and there's a guy that I just mentioned still sitting there who I like. He's a rookie, Anto Antonio Gandy-Golden. So I lock him down, add him to the roster. So there's some youth there. So we're getting that youth. And then we come back in the 18th. And there's another Antonio sitting there. Yeah. 
Antonio Brown at this point in the draft. How do how do you not take him? I got I got solid starters. I got solid depth up until this point, and there's no one with this elite talent left on the board at this point in drafts. So why not have that ace in the ace in your pocket? You know, going into yeah, he's gonna serve the eight game suspension and miss eight weeks. Big deal. When I want him is when he's gonna go over to Seattle. I'm crossing my fingers. This happens now that I got him. Seattle scoops him up, saves him for that late season run. He goes in and he he could you imagine that wide receiver group? DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, maybe. Oh man, Russ. My Russ Wilson shares would love that. Would love that. So at that point in the draft, why not? Coming back around in the 19th, another tight end. I, if he wasn't sitting there, I probably would have never thought about going back to the position. But Dawson Knox, I like him. I like him in this offense. Work on his drops. I think he's going to be solid. And then round 20, there's another guy there. Another vet. And he showed upside in week one before he disappeared the rest of the season to Sean Jackson in the 20th round. Oh, man. Hell, yeah. Sign me up for that. So I took him. Then I come back around in the 21st, and I take another eagle. His eventual replacement, John Hightower. Yes, I know. But I think he has a nice role coming. And it could happen as early as next season. Hell, it could happen as early as this season if injuries strike that team again he like i said we have three taxi squad players so he he's on my taxi squad he's a he's a hold and see here and in fact the next two picks went to my taxi squad another young tight end harrison bryant another guy he's he's the future of that tight end in that team and he's already kicking ass in camp so i got him and then I went and got Raymond Calais, little David Johnson, who's worth a dart throw, stashed him on my taxi squad. So that brings me to my last pick. And the pick I alluded to earlier in the episode where I said I waited on my QB3. Who's out there? Who could possibly be left out there? Well, there's really only one at that point. Jared Stidham. And I'm going to tell you why. I think... Belichick likes this kid. I think all three quarterbacks have looked like shit, to be blunt, <laughs> so far at training camp. They're all getting rotation. Yes, he's banged up now, but I think Cam Newton's Cam Newton isn't going to stick in New England, even if he does. It's not going to be for more than two years. I, I, I personally am not high on Cam at all. I think he's toast. I think I think he's gone a little wacko. Just look at the way he dresses. I mean, he just dresses crazier by the day, but I think he's toast, and I think Stidham is the guy that's going to take over this team eventually. I could be wrong, but at round 30, or with my last pick, round 24, whatever. I could be wrong. And if I am wrong, big deal. I'll try to target a uh, quarterback in next year's rookie draft. So, yeah, that's my team. My team is pretty solid, like I said. Starters, you know, I got my I got my running back position. I got my Edward Hilaire, my Josh Jacobs, Zach Moss, Tariq Cohen. I got Rayquell Armstead, and I got young Raymond Collet. Quarterbacks, I got Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and Stidham. Tight end, loaded at tight end. Hayden Hurst, Tyler Higbee, 
Jay Sternberger, Dawson Knox, and Harrison Bryant. Love that group. Solid group there. And my wide receivers, I'm very happy. I got a nice blend of youth and veteran there. So youth-wise, we got Galladay, we got Judy, we got Deontay, we got Brian Edwards, we got Anthony Miller, we got Brashad Perryman there, Antonio Gandy-Golden, John Hightower, and... You know, that fits perfectly with those two veterans, Antonio Brown and Deshaun Jackson. This team is balanced. And you follow these rules. And again, head on over to the EliteFantasy.com and I beg you, read my Draft Day B series. It has all the rules that I follow on Draft Day. And they always give me this balanced team that's full of upside. And that's what you want. That's what led me to win the first ever ACI Dynasty League Championship. Which, at Diamond Mike, I'm still waiting for that damn trophy to show up. What's the deal, man? Get me a, get me a uh, tracking number so I can see when this thing's coming. I, I'm, I'm waiting at the door like a kid every freaking day. Come on, man. I've been waiting for months now. <laughs> but anyways. So that's what we do. So that's how, that, how, that's how it went. Like I said, give these guys at the uh, at Ryder Bowl a follow. And check out their stuff at UKFantasySports.com. they got all a bunch of different leagues you can get into, and they're doing a great job. And I, I, I'm happy that I threw my hat into this ring here. And, again, my girl, at Fantasy Queen B, Bonnie, check her out. She, uh, for, for fantasy's sake, check it out. Great content. And, as always, check out our content. And... Yeah. So with that said, folks, best of luck this weekend entering your drafts. I know, like I said, the biggest draft weekend of the year. Go in there and kick some ass. I know I got some drafts next week, and I'm ready. Thank God. It'll be the last two drafts I got or next week, possibly three. Not sure. Might have signed up for one more, but can't quit them. Can't say no. But that's what it's all about. So be sure to head on over to the EliteFantasy.com. Do your last-minute reading. Check out the Draft AB series. It's going to be a series of four articles. I'm finishing up the final one on tight end tomorrow. And the rules I like to follow when drafting the tight end. So be sure to check it out. And that series will get you geared up and have you drafting a beast of a freaking team. And I guarantee it, because I promise you, it's going to happen. That's what I always use, and I always get a well-balanced, competitive team. And I know you will, too. So, best of luck, like I said. And I'll see you next week. We will cover some other topic, maybe. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Uh, You know me. I like to play it by ear. (laughs) But as always, take care of yourself. Take care of your families. You know, that's what it's all about, family. If you don't have family, you have nothing. So, love them, appreciate them, and good luck this week and next week. For the Lee Fantasy Podcast Series, I'm your guy, Little Italy, and you've just checked it. Now go into your draft and make them feel it. <laughs>